friends, Forrest. Forrest Gump. You want a chocolate? I could eat about a million and a half of these. My mom always said life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. You know, it's funny how you remember some things, but some things you can't. You do your very best now, Forrest. I sure will, Mama. I remember the bus ride on the first day of school very well. Are you coming along? Mama said not to be taking rides from strangers. This is the bus to school. I'm Forrest, Forrest Gump. Dorothy Harris. Well, now we ain't strangers anymore. You know, it's funny what a young man recollects, because I don't remember being born. I, I don't recall what I got for my first Christmas, and I don't know when I went on my first outdoor picnic, but I do remember the first time I heard the sweetest voice in the wide world. I had never seen anything so beautiful in my life. She was like an angel. Well, you want to sit down, aren't you? I'm Jenny. I'm Forrest, Forrest Gump. All right. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Tommy, Tommy Getlinger, and I am one of the pastors here at Joy. I'd like to take a moment to welcome those of you who are joining us online and say thank you to all of you for joining us live right here in St. Cloud. You know, I have to agree with Forrest Gump. I do think it's kind of funny how we can remember some things and some things we can't. For instance, I can't remember my last day of high school. I cannot remember the first time I went to Dairy Queen. I cannot remember my 21st birthday, not for the reasons that you might be thinking. And I can't remember the person's face that I last paid to cut my hair. Uh, it was many, many years ago. I remember the town I was in, but I do not recall whether it was a man or a woman. I, d I don't know who it is that I last paid to cut my hair. So it's funny the things that we can't remember, but we also do remember some things. For instance, I, um, I remember getting a slot car racetrack. If anyone has ever had one of those, slot car uh, racetracks. I remember losing my first tooth while eating corn on the cob. Anyone with me? Any people in that, that park? Okay. Um, I remember uh, learning how to ride a bike. 
I remember um, one first day of school in particular. My mom and I, we ended up waking up a little bit later and that made the whole morning just a huge rush. Like one of those types of mornings where you're eating as you're going out the door and then you're still putting things in your backpack as you're leaving the yard and you're walking very briskly to the bus because the bus isn't going to wait for you. You either make the bus or you don't make the bus. We did everything that we needed to do except pray. Now the bus ride went well, the whole school day went good, everything seemed to be going just as it was supposed to until the end of the day when I needed to board the bus to go home. I was standing at the bus that I was supposed to go to and one of those overachiever teachers that gets all of the little apples at the end of the year um, comes up to me and says, hey, what bus are you supposed to be on? I said, I'm supposed to be on the one with the peacock on it. So our buses had a number, but some kids can't read the numbers yet. So they also had an animal right next to the number. So kids could be like, I'm on the monkey, I'm on the peacock, I'm on you know the lion, whatever it is. And the teacher tells me, no, son, that's, that's not the right bus. Said, yes, it is the right bus. My mom told me this was right. No, no, it's not the right bus. So she directed me to the right bus and she was wrong. <laughs> and I ended up finding this out shortly after we left the school. And I thought to myself, we are turning out into the country. We are not turning back to where town is and I get up to the bus driver and said, I think I'm on the wrong bus. Well, at that point, it's kind of I don't know what we can do. So the bus driver, this is before cell phones, radios, bus driver control. Hey, I got this kid, he's on the wrong bus. It's like, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. Make sure you tell him it's not my fault. And uh, so I end up being the last kid dropped off that day. My parents are emotional. I can't remember if I was that emotional. I was just thankful to be off the bus. But here's something that ended up taking place as a result. I never went to school again without prayer, Amen. ever, ever. There were times where my mom was at work. My dad was at work many times before I woke up, but there were times my mom was at work and we would talk to each other. I don't know why. She'd call or I'd call so we could pray before I left the house. God has always, always, always been a central figure in my life. And one of the reasons for that is because of my youth pastor named Mickey Best. Mickey was, is absolutely amazing. He's one of those guys that's just stuck in time. It doesn't matter how old I get, Mickey still looks the same as when I was a teenager. Same color hair, same hairstyle, hasn't changed a bit, hasn't grown, hasn't shrunk, but he has hearing aids now. And it's so interesting seeing that because it's like, oh, I'm going back in time. Then I see the hearing aids. It's like, oh, yeah, you are older, just like me. But I have all kinds of great fond memories of being with him, working on projects, going to events, going out to eat. I have all kinds of amazing memories of him showing me how much God loved me. And that God has a purpose for me. In many ways... I'm here today able to do what I'm doing because of the confidence and the time that he put into me as just a young teenager. 
Now, I started thinking about the amount of Wednesday nights that I was a part of when Mickey would have spoke, when he would have done what I'm doing right now. And I'm pretty sure that it's probably around 200 messages I would have heard Mickey share over the course of my time underneath his leadership. And here's an interesting thing. I only remember one thing he shared from the platform. Just one thing. Pastor John, it's made me evaluate youth ministry. We spend so much time in organized church on what we're doing right now. And a guy that I submitted my life to in many ways, I followed him as he followed God. And I only remember one thing he shared while he was standing on a platform. So... He tells a story about leading into Christmas or a birthday and he wanted a present. He wanted a tape player, a cassette player. And he's like, oh, I just want a, a new cassette player to, to play my tape so I can listen to my favorite bands. And he had one thing in particular he wanted to have happen in regards to that tape player. He wanted when you press the eject button that the, the cassette player opened up slowly. He didn't want to press eject and it just kunk. He wanted it slowly. So it comes to the time where he's opening up his presence and he gets the tape player. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is everything I could have wanted. And he's looking at all of the knobs, looking at all of the fancy colors, all of the chrome things, different, different stuff. And the bass, the treble, all of these different knobs. Like, this is going to be fantastic. So he sets it down and he gets his music and he presses eject. Now this one goes slow. I couldn't find one that went fast, but if you could see, I'll, I'll do this for the online people too. It's slow. <laughs> but Mickey's went kunk. Some of you have been there, you're so excited for Christmas, your birthday, Valentine's Day. Ladies, you're like, this is the day, and, and he's going to propose to me, and you get this small little box, and there's a necklace in it. You're like... Thank you. You take the gift you got for him, you put it right back in your pocket. <laughs> so Mickey takes out his, his favorite band, says, well, we'll see if this thing works. We'll see if you can recognize the group. from way back in the day. And it's like, okay, it's like, yes, it works, okay, but let's see if it can play some rock music, okay? So then he ejects, and again, it doesn't go slow. It's like, kunk. it's like, oh. It's like, mom and dad, there was one rule, you failed. So he goes to put in the rock music. Now, maybe some of you will remember this. Like, can you hear that beautiful sound? It's just like, oh, it's probably not really. Just come on, Chris. <laughs> Chris is wanting to dance, and he just doesn't know about it. So that is Petra. 
Anyone a Petra fan from way back in the day? All right, okay. So all of the music plays just the way he wanted, but it didn't turn out how he wanted. You following me? And it was a reminder that life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. You never know what you're gonna get. So Mickey tells us this story on a Wednesday night, and I'm sure he related it to something spiritual, godly, all of that type of stuff, but it's the only thing I remember. The only thing. Now, we've been talking about my memories or, or lack thereof, so let's, let's talk about you. How is, how is your memory? Maybe there's some things you wish you could remember that you don't. In movies, I've, I've seen where a lady says, I can't remember the last, my last kiss. He died and I don't, I don't remember the last time. For some of us, maybe that isn't a movie, that's life. I can't remember the last thing I said to him. Maybe for some of you, you remember things you wish you could forget. It just plays like a tape in your mind over and over and over again. And if you let it take heart, take root in yourself, you will start to feel about this big. And many times I'll tell you, that's not God speaking to you. I think God is an encourager. He wants to build us up. He wants to make us strong and wants to make us mighty. And if you start feeling many things the opposite of that, chances are you're listening to the wrong voice. But it's no surprise as we go throughout life and especially the busyness of today that our memories or our ability to remember can oftentimes get uh, kind of smaller, smaller and lower and lower as we increase in years. We go throughout our day, we got so many responsibilities, so many kids' names to remember. I don't know if you've ever been there. You're like, Susie, Johnny, whatever your name is, come over here. And you think, mom, you don't know my name? And then 30 years later, you're saying the same thing to your kids. You're like, oh no. <laughs> so we can go throughout the day and we can forget a lot of things. And sometimes one of those things is a person named God. We can go throughout our whole day and not think of him once. Not think of him at all. I got a verse in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, actually several of them that I'd like to read to you today. He says, don't let the excitement of youth cause you to forget your creator. Honor him in your youth before you grow old and say life is not pleasant anymore. Remember him before the light of the sun, the moon, the stars dim to your old eyes and rain clouds continually darken your day, your sky. Remember him before your legs, the guards of your house start to tremble and before your shoulders, the strong men stoop. Remember him before your teeth. I really like this part. Your few remaining servants <laughs> stop grinding. And before your eyes, the women looking through the windows see dimly. Remember him before the door to life's opportunities is closed and the sound of work 
fades. Now you rise at the first chirping of the birds, but then all their sounds will grow faint. Remember him before you become fearful of falling and worry about the danger in the streets. Before your hair turns white like an almond tree in bloom and you drag along without energy like a dying grasshopper. Never going to look at grasshoppers. Remember him before you near the grave, your everlasting home, when the mourners will weep at your funeral. Yes, remember your creator now while you are young, before the silver cord of life snaps and the golden bowl is broken. Don't wait until the water jar is smashed at the spring and the pulley is broken at the well. For then dust will return to the earth and the spirit will return to God who gave it. Now, there's a lot of things we can talk about in relation to what was just written there, what we just read. We could think, oh, Tommy, I'm old now. I wish my teeth were still grinding. I wish my legs didn't tremble anymore. I wish I could wake up as early as I did with the same amount of strength. I wish I wasn't fearful anymore, but I'm, I'm old now. There's others of you that you're young and, and this verse is speaking directly to you and is saying, don't wait to remember God. Amen. Don't wait to think about him at, at some point later after you've done everything you want to do in this life. And to both groups of people, what the writer is saying, regardless of your age, is you need to remember God now. You need to remember him now. Because when you remember him now, things will change for you. Your perspective of the world will change for you. And it's only for your better. It's only for your good. God's simply saying, remember me when you go out into this world. Remember me before all of these things start happening in your life and you, you just feel like, ah, there's nothing like the present. Whether you're 78, whether you're 12, whether you're somewhere in between or older, there's nothing like the present. Remember God now. So what benefits do you get for remembering God as you go throughout life. One of the benefits is you will realize that life doesn't begin and end with you. Life does not begin or end with you. As smart as we are in today's world and the giftings, the talents, the passions, all of the things that we are able to control, I want you to know you cannot control the amount of things you wish you could or the things that you think you can. Just this last weekend, I was reminded of how easily my life can change, but for the grace of God. Our family, we were hiking one of the state parks and looking at all the creative fun things, and one of our children is very adventurous. I won't tell you what's child, but she likes going around... <laughs> And looking at all the crazy fun things, she was kind of hiking down, if that makes sense, to a point, and she slips on a wet rock. And I'm up above watching the whole thing happen. Angela's right there with me. 
she starts to slip and slipping isn't the problem. The problem is the fact that there's no ground about two feet this way next to her. It's about a 30 foot drop and I'm not exaggerating that at all. And I see her slipping and I'm thinking, here's a person that I will, I will do everything I can to protect, everything. And I have done everything I can to protect. I will provide for her. I will watch out for her. I have, I've done everything I need to do. And in this moment, I can't do anything. She grabs hold of a tree, which is a good thing, but her momentum from the tree carries her closer to the edge. And she ends up coming to rest. And please understand, I'm not exaggerating this for pastoral terms. She is sitting right on the edge of a precipice, so to speak, looking back up at me with her eyes wide open, kind of like, did you see that? Oh yes, I did see that, by the way. Don't do that again. <laughs> and I was reminded just how close, how close a normal Friday can be a Friday that life doesn't begin and end with you. One thing about remembering God is that it reminds us that there is a purpose to your life. There's a reason why you are here. Some of you, you've heard that you are a mistake. Mom and dad didn't plan you. They were, they were without any new babies for 12 years and all of a sudden you came along. You were not planned. But by God you were. And God's saying, I have a purpose for you. I have a plan for your life. I have something that I want you to accomplish, but we are many times not aware of that if we don't think of God at all in the first place. If we're not remembering who God is, we're not really concerned about the plan he has for your life and we really need to be. When you remember God, he helps you to go through life the way he has designed it to. We try to navigate life without consulting the author of life. It's like giving this to a 16 year old and asking them to make music come out of this. They won't know. Oh, well, uh, uh, there's lights, uh, is this? This what I'm supposed to hear? Uh, I don't know. I switch. Oh, I, I don't know. What are we supposed to do? And if for, <laughs> if for some reason, it's like, this is how we do life. What if we consulted the author of life and he explained to us how this was all supposed to go? When you remember God, you will realize that this life is not all there is. There is an eternity in front of you and in front of me. And our eternity will be set based on how we remember God now. How we remember God now. Life is like a box of chocolates. You don't know what you're going to get but eternity can be known. I want you to understand that. You don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. 
but you can know about your eternity. Isn't that interesting? You can't control, you can't, you can't plan out in detail as much as you think you would like about tomorrow, but you can know for certain where you're going to spend eternity. And it's all about your ability to remember God, his son, Jesus, and let that reality transform your life. There's a verse in Romans that says this, just a second. It says, remember, that's our theme word. Remember, we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. At some point, you will be standing in front of the judgment seat of God. And you will stand there and you will be thinking about all the terrible, no good, nasty, bad things that you've done. And a tape is going to play. Through your mind, you're gonna be thinking, oh no, oh no, oh no. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. And you can either stand there and let that tape define who you are, or you can stand there underneath the forgiveness and grace of Jesus Christ, and that tape won't matter. As interesting as it might be, I want you to hear this. It says, he will remember your sins no more. We talk about all the things we remember, we can't remember. Is there something that God can't remember? Is there something that Jesus can't remember? When you're underneath his grace, his forgiveness, his love, he cannot remember your sins. He's separated as far as the east is from the west. It couldn't be farther from where you are today, but it only, it only happens if you can remember God. If you can remember Jesus, what did the thief on the cross say? Remember me when you come into your kingdom. I wonder if some of us today need to have that same prayer. Remember me. As a teenager, I read a book called, Daddy, I Blew Up the Shed. Very interesting, fun book, all kinds of great stuff in it. But there was a phrase that came to me in one of the most trying times of my teenage years and it simply said this, the mysteries are God's, the promises are ours. The mysteries are God's, the promises are ours. You don't know what life is going to bring. You never know what you're going to get there comes a point for all of us where we get to say, God, the mystery is yours. I don't know it. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I asked for a tape player and I got one, but it wasn't the one that I wanted. It wasn't the one I was looking for. God, I did all the right things and it didn't turn out right for me. I don't know why this took place. I don't know why she did that. I don't know why he did that. The mysteries are God's. The promises are ours. It's okay if life is a box of chocolates because I can know eternity. Because I can know eternity. Would you close your eyes, bow your heads? I'm gonna say a simple prayer. And if today you are in a place where you're like, Tommy, Oh, is my life a box of chocolates right now? There's things happening that I don't know and understand. There's things happening that other people don't know and understand. And I've realized that today, 
the best place that I can trust my life is in the hands of Jesus. I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring, but I certainly know that I want to be with Jesus when it's all said and done. I realize I can't control everything, but I can control my eternal destiny through my faith in Jesus Christ. And if that's you, I'm simply going to pray a prayer and I encourage you to pray it from your heart. Let the words come out of your mouth. This is between you and God. Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your son to my messed up life. And Lord, he didn't condemn me. He didn't tell me to get away. He welcomed me. And all he asks is for me to give my messed up life to him. And say, Lord, do with it as you wish. Forgive me. Take my sin as far as the east is from the west. And be my Lord. Lord, help me to remember you each and every day. Help me to do life the way you want me to. Help me to understand the purpose you've given me. And Lord, I cannot wait to spend eternity with you. In your glorious and holy name, amen. Why don't you stand with me? For those of you that are a part of the student ministry, a student ministry family, again, I want to invite you to come to the skating place with us. Uh, we're going to start there around 1145. We should have all kinds of chocolate uh, back there. There's, there's apples, uh, different things, joy apples, all kinds of food you can enjoy before you ever leave this place. So make sure you do that. Let's pray. Please say with me, we are... A family church, family church. Teaching, people teaching people to reach their world. To reach their world. Thank you for, for, for being a part of Student Ministry Sunday, and we'll see you next week.